Presented by the Omni Nashville Hotel. Coming to you from the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center Studios. Let's head out to Vegas. Talk to Brad Powers, bradpowersports.com, at bradpower7 on Twitter X. Brad, good morning. Hey, good morning. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. You're stuck with me today. Uh, the pogey bear, the pogster, Greg uh, is a grandfather as of late last night. How about that? Oh, wow. Congrats. Uh, if you happen to be listening out there, uh, the congrats. I'll make sure I, I send him a text. Yeah, for sure. So uh, we're really excited to add uh, uh, another member to the WNSR family. All right, let's start with the uh, famous toastery bowl, Brad. Western Kentucky comes from 28 <laughs> down to win in overtime. What a crazy game. And just the look on the old Dominion coach's face after the game, like how in the hell did that happen? So how how did that outcome play out in Vegas? Uh, well, I can tell you how it played out here yeah. uh, in my uh, bankroll uh, <laughs> or, you know, small, much smaller bankroll as it sits today because of that result. But uh, – <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was, uh, I don't know if there's a game or result that pitting these uh, bowl season than that one. I mean, you got to, first off, a lot of the money on Old Dominion to begin with. Old Dominion opened a underdog in the game, as high as four-and-a-half-point underdog, closed a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, and when it's 28-0, uh, you're thinking you're in pretty good shape there in the second quarter. Uh, mm. West Kentucky benches their quarterback, which was a backup. They go to the third-string quarterback, and, uh, he throws for 350 yards. He runs around. Uh, Old Dominion misses three field goals. They have a first and goal even in overtime after they blew the game as it was. Still had a first and goal at the one uh, in overtime. Came away with zero points. I I don't know. I mean that was that was this. There's been it's been is not it has not been a good season. Uh, there's been a lot of bad beats. That might have been the, the, the worst one uh, of the year for me. What's your overall betting guide for these bowl games? Because I'm sure a lot of people want to get action on these games, but may not be too familiar with the teams that they're putting action on or against. Is it a matter of just the number, the total? Um, you know, how much research should you go into? You know, trying to figure out the best way to put uh, wagers on these games. I mean, honestly, since the game, the lines have been out for over two weeks now. I mean, I, if you're just, you know, walking up to the window, hey, I'm going to go bet, you know, Team A or Team B at this point, I, I think you're not doing, uh, you're doing yourself a disservice. I would say now just, I mean, in-game live bet. I mean, you could have gotten West Kentucky 20 to 1. Yeah. I mean, you could have shut it down the rest of the bowl season. <laughs> now, am, am I counting on a lot of 28-point comebacks for the rest of the bowl season? No, but I, I just think, at this point, I mean, I, look, I, I know a lot of people in my industry act like they know all the answers and all this, and you got to say with high confidence, oh, we got to take this team with, you know, because mm-hmm. of A, B, C, and D. Mm-hmm. I'm both season, I don't know. I mean, I all I can do is try to get the best number as I possibly can and see where the chips fall. And, uh, you know, even with several, several points of CLB yesterday uh, and a 28-point lead, uh, didn't fall right. <laughs> so, I, I, I don't know sometimes uh, with this. This is keep in mind. This is relatively uncharted territory. I mean, it gets worse every year as far as the opt outs. Right. Uh, you know, the coaching carousel. I mean, it's getting to a point. I love the price uncertainty, but I I don't know these third string quarterbacks. I don't know how they're going to come in and perform for the first time this season. I haven't watched film on them. Some of the backups I obviously have. Uh, but when you get down the, the depth chart quite a bit, I don't even know if the coach 
really knows what's going to happen in these games. Right. Yeah, no doubt about it. That's a, that's an honest answer. We appreciate it. Brad Powers is our guest. Bradpowersports.com. Click the Bill King tab at the top of the page. All right. Uh, Eagles lose again last night. They allowed Drew Schlock to go the length of the field to beat them in the final seconds. That's three losses in a row. You know, Hertz is sick. He might be injured. There's grumblings now that they're not committed enough. But that being said, they're the they're laying ten and a half to my Giants on Monday, Christmas Day. I think you know. I say load up on Philly. I think they're going to let out their frustrations on what is a bad Giants team. And I think uh, Tommy Cutlets has kind of uh, come back down to earth. If it's me, I'm loading up on Philly Christmas Day against the Giants. What say you? Yeah, I, I would. I mean, I'm not a big guy on laying double double digits in the NFL, particularly in division, but. I mean, you would have to think for everything that you mentioned that uh, that should be the mindset for the Eagles. Uh, I had them last night, so that was another one. Mm. Three, close five and a half. Boy, <laughs> Black Monday yeah, for Brad Powers, ladies and gentlemen. It was, well, it was a Black Monday because I, I needed it. It was my two uh, final plays for a contest that I'm in, uh, a handicapping contest, and I got eliminated last night because of those two results. I just needed to win one of those two wow. to advance. And, uh, yeah, if I'm fired up, I mean, that's why, folks. Uh, (laughs) Ten and a half, I I would lay – I would be more on the lay than the take. I'm not sure that I'll personally get involved and say, hey, this is one of my favorite bets of the week, but I think you're in the right direction there. Yeah. Looking ahead to the uh, the, LSU's bowl game against Wisconsin, Jaden Daniels, I believe, has opted out. He's he's, he's, uh, getting ready to – for the draft and all that, how will that affect that line? I'm, I'm looking at LSU laying seven, seven and a half at the current uh, current moment. Yeah, so I'm going to go contrarian. I'm going to say that that was already priced in, mm-hmm. that he would opt out and then some, because I think LSU would have been at least a 14-point favorite here. I like the backup, Nussmeyer. He threw for 500, I didn't misspeak there, 500 yards against Georgia last year in the SEC championship game. Uh, and LSU fan won't let you in on this little secret, but uh, before the season, I'll, I'll speak quietly yeah, for the LSU yeah, fan yeah, that might be listening. Yeah, nobody's listening. They, they, they actually wanted Nussmeyer over Jaden Daniels. They wanted to bench Jaden Daniels. So, wow. Um, <laughs> obviously, they were wrong in that regard. Yeah, you but think? That tells you that, <laughs> yeah. But it tells you that Nussmeyer, they're, they're very confident in Nussmeyer, to say the least. I am, too. I'm laying it with LSU. I like that one quite a bit. A lot of these mm-hmm. times I'm going to say, hey, the line's moved too much and this and that. You can't bet it now. This one, it's moved too much, so let's go ahead and play against the line move. I, I love LSU. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, back to the NFL real quick. I mean, with the Cowboys struggling and the Eagles struggling, I mean, the NFC is the 49ers to to win right now, especially if they get home field advantage. Are they – are they the smart play going forward as we get uh, as we head towards the playoffs, San Francisco? They're the odds-on favorite, certainly, especially when if you mentioned the, the get home field. And right now, uh, with uh, the Eagles and Cowboys dropping like flies, yeah, it looks. And and then on top of that, they had uh, you know head to head over both teams, blowout via blowout wins as mm-hmm. well. So yeah, I, I mean, nothing's a sure bet, but that, that's getting close. We'll see. I mean, obviously. You know, Christmas Day, we got a really good matchup. I mean, Baltimore is one, obviously one of the top two, three teams in, in the AFC, even as far as a power rating goes. Record says that they are the best team. And, I mean, look at San Francisco laying five and a half. That's telling you something right there. That uh, far and away, I, if we're talking on a neutral field, I mean, San Francisco against anybody in the league right now is laying two or three points. 
Titans were eliminated from uh, playoff contention this past Sunday, losing in overtime, of course, uh, at home in a crazy game with the Texans. They got the Seahawks coming in on Christmas Eve, Brad, and Seattle's only laying two and a half. Is that a product, you know, against a team with a losing record that really doesn't have a whole lot to play for? Is that a product of West Coast team coming across the country and playing at what would be you know, 10 a.m., their body clock time, and the fact that, uh, you know, we still don't know if Geno Smith's going to be available. What do, you, what do you make of that line? Yeah, a lot of uncertainty there. I mean, I'm anxious to see, I mean, what the market treats some of these teams that are out of it. If you're out of it, this will probably be the first week that you start showing some significant signs of, I mean, especially on a Christmas Eve, do you really want to play or not? So I think there's going to be some in-game live betting opportunities, but with regards to Seattle, a lot of uncertainty. Who's going to play quarterback? I'm not sure if there's a significant downgrade as far as Geno Smith to Drew Locke, even though the market reacted about two and a half points leading up to in the last night's game. Uh, short week, often upset, a thrilling win, even though Tennessee lost. Uh, I would lean with them, but I would prefer to tease them to eight and a half with a low total. So that's where I'm at there. Yeah, if you want to hear uh, another game that I had uh, yeah. on Sunday, Tennessee, that was some fun stuff there, too. <laughs> Playing two and a half with Tennessee. Wow. Love it. What a weekend. <laughs> You're on fire, kid. We're talking with Brad Powers. <laughs> BradPowersSports.com. Click the Bill King tab at the top of the page. You can follow him on Twitter, X, at BradPowers7. Um, another game that caught my eye, another NFL game, Lions at the Vikings. Vikings fighting for their playoff lives. The Lions feeling good about themselves about blowing out after blowing out Denver. But it's it's the Lions, Brad. The Lions are going to lie in. Yeah. They're laying three in this game. I love the Vikings in this game. What say you? Yeah, one of the plays that I've been sent. Uh, keep in mind, I, I'm a college football originator. Sure. Sometimes I have to read and react in, in the NFL. Guys will tell me, hey, you're on this. I mean, it's not like I'm clueless, but uh, mm-hmm. they'll have inside information as far as injuries or whatnot and player lineups. But uh, the one pick that I did get first and four, uh, first uh, thing on Monday morning was Minnesota plus three and a half. Still would lean that way at three. Uh, outright. I, I could see that one being an outright win for Minnesota. Hmm. Interesting. Um. You know, a lot of talk about uh, NFL MVP. What are you hearing in terms of what the odds makers are thinking? You know, uh, Hertz was a strong candidate, but, you know, he's probably fallen off the map a little bit. Same for uh, for Dak Prescott. You're hearing Brock Purdy, maybe Christian McCaffrey. Um, have you heard any buzz as to where people are leaning towards NFL MVP? Yeah, it's becoming... A little bit more clear that it, it probably, as long as 49ers continue to win, maybe Brock Purdy uh, probably also helped the Tyree kill. Uh, you know, obviously they don't give it to a wide receiver much, but he sat out um, and can't add to his ridiculous stats. But right now it's looking more like it's going to be Brock Purdy, uh, you know, the guy that, uh, you know, the, obviously in the draft no one really thought of him much. And still, I think there's still that kind of thing about him where, you know, is it, is it really Brock Purdy, mm-hmm. or is it all the great playmakers around him? Is it Shanahan's play calling? But believe it or not, uh, he would be the favorite right now. Wow, from Mister Irrelevant to NFL MVP. I I don't know, Brad. I I got a hard time, you know, believe or buying into all that. Oh, he's just a system quarterback. Or I mean, what it shows me is he's a very very coachable kid, right? Shanahan tells him what to yep. do with the ball and he does it and he you know he lets his playmakers 
do the work for him. That's what that's good quarterbacking, isn't it? Yes, uh, it is. And then you know the the stretch where San Francisco struggled this year uh, was the stretch where you know he got probably concussed in the Minnesota game on Monday night, and so wasn't right in the Cincinnati game. So yeah, I mean. He, he's, if you don't think he means anything, get him out of the lineup and see what that line does with the San Francisco game. So he, he's worth several points of points, Fred. No doubt. I know we're kind of all over the place here, but uh, another bowl game that uh, has caught my eye, Brad. Peach Bowl, Ole Miss, Penn State, Nittany Lions laying four. How do you see that game? Well, hopefully everyone continues to play because there hasn't been very many opt-outs whatsoever. So Chop Robinson's the only guy out for Penn State, at, at least as we're saying this. I say that, and then Penn State's tackle and a few others will opt out. But right now it looks like one of the better bowl matchups uh, on the entire card, regardless of date. I am going with the over here. Penn State's without their defensive coordinator. They're without one of their best pass rushers. I don't have to worry about weather. Uh, they're in Mercedes-Benz Stadium in the Dome there in Atlanta. I think, you know, Penn State, you think, oh, that offense stinks. Uh, but uh, I, I think in a controlled environment, extra practice time, they're young skill position guys, I'm going to lean over 48 and a half. But I'll probably put more of the fan hat on that one and mm-hmm. just try to enjoy what should be a really good bowl game. Yeah, it should be. Brad, get your plugs in, my man. Yep. Uh, right now you can go on over to the website, bradpowersports.com, click on the Bill King tab. If you want the bowl guide as far as a bowl production, as far as APS, confidence contest, you want to see all my bets that I made so far, you can do so. 20 bucks for that bowl guide there. You can go to bradpowersports.com, click on the Bill King tab. What are your Christmas plans, Brad? Just going to hang out and watch games and bet on them? Or you got well, anything? I mean, I, I thought Scott Van Pelt said it best. Uh, you know, hey, kids, uh, no Christmas this year. Daddy bet Old Dominion. So, <laughs> I mean, that's kind of the boat I'm in. Well, yeah, at least you'll have some games to maybe try to make up for the loss. Hey, man, we appreciate you coming on every week with us, Brad. Merry Christmas to you and yours, and uh, we can't wait to talk with you again because uh got a lot to get into with these bowl games and obviously with the, uh, with the NFL playoffs coming up. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Very Merry Christmas to you and everyone listening out there. All right. There he goes, Brad Powers, our Vegas insider, our guru. Uh, always good to talk uh, to Brad. All right.